Hi, I'm Allison Shelton, writer and creator of the indie comic Reburn. You may have heard about us on Indie Comic Spotlight, thanks to Tony and Rhea. Reburn follows May, a superpowered woman who takes on the cult-like utopian society that ripped her life apart. Our comic picks up when she's ready to burn it all down. We're incredibly proud of our all-female team, myself, artist Elise McCall, editor Jessica Patel, colorist Hilary Jenkins, and letterer Joan McGill. Renowned comic writer and artist Kari Andrews said of Reburn, it's an impressive debut, a violent, visceral, and emotion-fueled spectacle. A story you need to read right now. We agree. And we have hard copies and digital copies of issues one through four available on our website, reburncomic.com. That's R-E-B-U-R-N comic.com. Check it out. Welcome to A Dummy's Guide to Geekdom, the show that tries to give everyone a crash course on geek culture. Whether you're trying to understand some trends, know enough to start a conversation with a friend, or you just want to know what on earth we're babbling about. We are here for you. I am your super dummy, Paul, and I am joined by the terrific Matt B. Lloyd. Hello, sir. Hello. Thank you for that terrific introduction. Indeed. Um... And yes, that is, I mean, I don't know why I say this, what, what are we here to talk about? Because people know what we're talking about, because it's in the, it's like, it's in the title. You would have seen what we're talking about, everyone. But just for the people who haven't seen the title, Matt, who are we talking about? <laughs> well, I am happy to say we are talking about Mr. Terrific. And just so you know, there are two Mr. Terrifics to discuss. Yes. Now, I have to say... I know zero about Mr. Terrific. Um, so I, yeah, I got nothing. I did some basic research just so, you know, I could pretend I knew something. <laughs> I know, I know he's from DC comics. There you go. That's a start. Yeah. That, um, you know, otherwise Google told me a few other things, but you're going to tell me a hell of a lot more. Um, that's the plan. So yeah. <laughs> Who who is Mr. Terrific? Where just yes, who? What how? Well, since there are two, we're gonna start with the Golden Age character, because the modern character is obviously a legacy character to the original. So we gotta start at the mm. beginning, right? So yeah. the first appearance of the first Mr. Terrific was in <laughs> Sen- Sensation Comics number one, covered in January 1942. Um I actually did an episode of my show about a year ago on well at least at the time of this recording, I don't know when this is actually going to be airing um, uh, about sensation comics. Number one, and went through a lot of stories. So I actually discussed that stories in that, uh, in that episode, he was created by Charles Risenstein and Hal Sharp. And that's the basics of his very, uh, his, his, his first appearance. Uh, I probably encountered him in the seventies or eighties in one of the justice league, uh, justice society crossovers, uh, or maybe an issue of all-star squadron. Uh, he's one of the lesser known members of the JSA in the Golden Age. He actually only appeared in one JSA tale in the Golden Age, and that oh, was wow. All Star Comics number 24. Um, he did, however, last for 63 issues of Sensation Comics. I mean, um, so what's his deal? What, <laughs> as you can tell, I know nothing. Um, where do we start with him? Do we get a, 
a story with him straight away? Or is he just thrown into the deep end? Wow, how does he start? Well, his first story is actually his origin story, so it's a good place to start. Oh, uh, here we go. This is a. I'll try to quickly go through this and hit the high points here. Um, years ago, it starts out years ago um, when he's a teenager or a kid. Um, U.S. Uh, Naval Headquarters picks up a uh, uh, um, uh, an aeronautics design uh, by a young Terry Sloan, who is going to be Mr. Terrific. Uh, he's, they select this design over hundreds of others, uh, and it's attributed to his genius intellect. Uh, they review his plans. The officer left with the plans. It was ambushed by two men in suits. Terry rushed out and beat up the two attackers who were later arrested. Uh, throughout his life, due to his level of intelligence, Terry Sloan would have no friends. Uh, excel at chess, skip 12 grades from kindergarten to college, only to receive an honorary degree after one year, uh, win five events in, uh, in one day uh, in an athletic competition. When he became an adult, he was placed in charge of the largest plant uh, of, a, of a, a company that he worked for. Some of the stuff is, is vague at times. I don't give all the details right. in these old stories. Uh, as Terry continued to succeed at everything, he felt jaded. He was driving home on a bridge, considering killing himself. This work gets really dark. Um, mm. So he's contemplating suicide because everything comes so easily to him. He doesn't really feel like he has to, to work for anything. Um, so he's driving home and he sees a young woman jump off the bridge into the water. He immediately jumps in and saves her. Uh, her name is Wanda Wilson. And she explains that she jumped off because uh, her brother, Billy had joined a gangster named big shot. Uh, later, Terry dressed up in a costume and appeared to the purple dagger club, drawing away boys from big shot. Then Terry found big shots headquarters and beat him uh, and his goons up as the boys watched. So the boys had uh, idolized these gangster types and he wanted to show them there was a different way that you don't want to uh, idolize the gangsters and following their footsteps uh he ends up saving the the girl's brother uh and getting him out of that life um terry refuses to tell the boys his real name uh but was nicknamed mr terrific by these boys uh the next day the boys formed the fair play club with mr terrific uh and that's where he gets his name and his motivation wow so he was just someone who found himself at the right place right time and kind of more out of the need of doing something got involved yeah he he felt uh he was ready to kill himself i mean that's pretty dark for a, a yeah. comic book origin uh but that that'll actually end up having even deeper uh resonance with the second version of the character we're going to talk yeah. about so yeah he just He's, he realizes there is something he can do with his life. He shouldn't feel jaded. Uh, he shouldn't feel like there's, there's nothing for him to do because he can see how he can have an impact uh, on others who, are, who aren't as, I guess, naturally gifted in intelligence. Because uh, uh, I know you, we're going to ask about powers and skills, but it seems the appropriate time to say that he has no superhuman powers, but he was a master martial artist, an Olympic level athlete, and a genius intellect. Um, photographic memory uh, allows him to remember important clues and information. So he's just like a, he's, he's a Batman type in that sense. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. he's just a, but his motivation is, is very different. It's not about, it's about giving his own meaning life as opposed to, 
you know, trying to help others so they yeah. don't experience the same things Bruce Wayne does. It's it's about he he's lost so many of life because everything is so easy, and he needs something to do to to motivate him. And thankfully, it's something good. <laughs> well, yeah. Wow, blimey. So yeah, as you say, he sounds sort of like a Batman type of person. I mean, does he, how does he sort of portray himself? I mean, does he use like, as you say, Batman-ish, but Bruce uses all his money to kind of give himself the ways, the means. How uh, how does not, Terry kind of go around it? Not, not so much as that. He's more of a, uh, here, I, I put on this, gaudy colorful costume because he's like red and green and yellow and he's got a big uh uh emblem right in his abdomen that says fair play uh and he's more of a, a gaudy colorful figure that is you know just sort of jumps in headlong and beats up people <laughs> <laughs> and tries to figure out what's going on you know with the intellect aspect but it's nothing uh it's nothing quite so involved as Batman with all the money. The, the, the setup is very different. Uh, it's more, I think about that particular motivation we talked about as opposed to uh, all the gadgetry and stuff that we get with Batman. Batman developed differently as far as uh, what his character would be like and mm. grow into. Whereas Mr. Terrific is, uh, you know, he was, he was a lesser character, so they didn't, end up doing a lot what 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 i learned when i was doing the uh uh research on starman you remember the starman oh, yeah. episode we did um like they would sometimes throw a lot behind a character and try to push them and if they just weren't catching they would stop and then the stories would sort of go to lesser writers and artists and stuff and it just wouldn't be as uh is wouldn't put the effort forth. So I think as a lesser character from the beginning, you know, Wonder Woman was headlining Sensation Comics. Uh, and that was the big star of that book. So they weren't pushing another character in that comic. It was just, let's fill these out. We get some good response to Mr. Terrific. So he's going to stick around, but he never got the kind of response like Flash or Green Lantern did to get their own comics, uh, which were the... Right. You know, like in the golden age, you know, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman had their own comics. The only other two were Flash and Green Lantern, you know. All the other solo characters DC had were only in anthologies. They didn't have their own comic. So mm. there are a lot of characters that could have... There are a lot of characters we know today more so from what they were done in the Silver and Bronze Age as opposed to uh, the fact that they had a high profile in the golden age. Like all the high profile characters from the golden age still have high profile today, at least DC at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, even though they're different versions, you know. Um, even Aquaman and Green Arrow have a higher profile than a Mr. Terrific or uh, probably maybe even Hawkman, you know, or somebody like that. So. Poor old Mr. Terrific. Um. So yeah, it sounds like he was just basically his whole shtick was he would find himself in places where he can help, and so he just did. Yeah, and I think the whole fair play thing was about you know people getting a 
a fair chance to to use their their talents you know he right. he had all these talents and uh uh abilities that most people didn't and they just came to him naturally it just it just happened so you know he he didn't want to see like a kid be uh you know pulled into a gang and you know lose their chance to sort of find themselves as opposed to being turned into something else by someone else especially with nefarious means hmm. um, so those appearances that you mentioned um was that kind of it for terry i think that that's it for the golden age yeah yeah wow. he's in those issues of sensation comics and the one issue of uh, all-star comics oh well that's a shame kind of a a fizzle yeah yeah it's 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 definitely a lesser known golden age character and if they if it's one of those things if they hadn't revived uh, uh the whole golden age characters with the earth view concept in the 60s we wouldn't mm. have any sort of we probably would not remember him at all he would just be oh yeah he was in the back of that wonder woman comic kind of a thing and that's you know that's how he'd be remembered mm. but as uh, as things progressed uh in the 70s or the 60s when they brought the the golden age characters back the justice society back he does show up as one of the uh uh members coming out of retirement uh first in justice league of america uh 37 and 38 in that crossover with the with the uh justice society uh and then another the next key issue for terry sloan is justice league of america number 171 and he dies. Oh, uh, okay. he's the, he's the first uh, he's the first JSA member to die. Actually, so this is the seventies where you know comics became a little more realistic, the stories mm. were more complex, and uh, he dies at the hands of a, a, a character named uh, the Spirit King, who was creative and retroactively added to terry's rogues gallery he was not originally created in the 40s although he is portrayed as a longtime enemy of of mr terrific and so yeah. he ends up uh dying oh well that's sad i mean is it uh he's kind of dead but a couple of months later hello again or is that kind of it for him he is physically dead but we see him as a ghost in a number of appearances later on uh, okay. mainly due to his connection to uh the second mr terrific ah so moving on from there then is that is that kind of the next notable bit then when we get the second mr terrific yeah yeah it is um uh, and this this character's name is michael holt and he first appeared in the specter volume three number 54 uh june 1997 uh he was created by john astrander and tom mandrake and i remember reading this comic because the specter was one of the comics i was reading at the time and uh so i i got him in the moment as he was first appeared uh you know not knowing if it would be a uh something that worked or something that didn't work because uh, you know periodically dc would create new versions of their golden age characters in order to maintain the the copyright and such and the the le legacy is a big thing with with dc i'm sure after so many episodes of superheroes for dummies hearing you know how many star men there are how many you know 
yeah. flashes there are, how many green lanterns and all that kind of thing. So yeah. Legacy they, is they, big. Yeah. They like to keep some names around. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. And I'm one of those fans that really likes that. I really like the legacy. I really like, uh, uh, having that because it, it's it's like real life it gives you the opportunity to have characters grow old die mm. get married have kids retire whatever you know um and in some cases you have you know legacy characters that are of equal importance to their originals uh like a flash kind of thing like i think uh the flash i think jay garrick barry allen wally west it's hard to think about the flash now without thinking of all of them at least for me um, but they all have their important moments uh, and their important contributions to comic book lore. Um, I would say in the case of Mr. Terrific, this is a case of the legacy character becoming much more important and popular than the uh, first one ever did. Okay. So how does, how does Michael get involved then? As it's a Spectre comic, I imagine it's going to be, it's not going to be straightforward. Well, I guess it's not 100% straightforward, but it is. Uh, it has a dark element to it as well, which, uh, in my opinion, ends up adding something wholly different to Michael Holt's character that is, is quite unique. Um, at a very young age, Michael Holt uh, showed remarkable intelligence, so we have the intelligence aspect again uh, mm. in reading and assimilating the works of uh, scientists like uh, – Bohr, Einstein, Planck, and Feynman, uh, the, the pantheon of theoretical physics, as mm. Wikipedia tells me. Um, <laughs> he grows up with a mentally challenged older brother, Jeffrey, whom he loved dearly, uh, and Jeffrey dies at the age of 12, and he is devastated. Um, and he goes on in life to become an uh, Olympic decathlete uh, and obviously a very smart man. As life progresses, he gets married. And then there is a night, his wife is pregnant. She and the unborn child are die in a car accident. And so Michael Holt is devastated. Uh, he considers himself responsible for the accident as he made his wife late for church by arguing with her about the value of religion. So we have set up here a woman who is a, uh, a Christian and Michael Holt, who is an atheist. And it sets up a whole thematic quality to his character and his stories. Uh, so like Terry Sloan, he begins contemplating suicide. Right. Uh, however, instead of some random girl jumping off a bridge to stop him, the character, the specter intervenes. Now, do you know who the Spectre is? I know bits and pieces. He's one of these older characters that right. just seems to be connected to everything. Yeah. He is quickly, uh, he was a police officer who was shot. And right, that was it. the voice of God, it's implied it's the voice of God, comes to him and says, I'll give you another chance at life, but you have to do these things for me to help me do this. And so he ends up being sort of like an, on earth enforcer for God, but not like a, in a mobster kind of way. Um, hmm. But he takes no prisoners. The specter takes no prisoners uh, very often. He's uh, it, later on, it's turned into, he is the uh, like old Testament wrath of God 
uh, embodiment of that. But anyways, right. he's not all uh, fire and brimstone. Uh, the specter comes to Terry Sloan and he tells him, or uh, he comes to Michael Holt and tells him about Terry Sloan, the golden age, Mr. Terrific, who had the same sort of crisis with suicide. And he showed him how Terry Sloan came to find a way to make his life meaningful, despite feeling like he was at his lowest point. And so that's where Michael Holt decides to take on the name Mr. Terrific and follow in his footsteps. Interesting. So he doesn't sort of immediately jump into doing Mr. Terrific things. He's convinced that he could do good in the Mr. Terrific name. Yeah, it takes... uh, it takes the specter intervening and trying to do the whole thing. Bad hat things happen to good people. Sometimes, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. And at the same time saying, here's an example of someone else who was in a very similar situation emotionally and was prepared for suicide. And here's what he did instead. Hmm. So how does he then grow into the character then? How does he find his Mr. Terrific this way. His terrificness. <laughs> well, yeah. he, he is able to use his intelligence and his the company he, he the technology company he runs to get a lot of gadgets and uh, technology that he uses. Okay. Um, and he uh, heavy reliance on science and scientific uh, kind of stuff. Um, there's a whole list of powers, abilities, and skills and stuff that um, we we can go over in just a second. But he pretty quickly gets pulled into the justice society of america and the uh and ends up really having the vast majority of his stories taking place as part of the team uh, on the justice society so he seems more guided in what he's doing um yeah yeah he there's definitely a lot more i guess directed motivation for him hmm. Um, he is uh, has a natural aptitude for having natural aptitudes, picking up complicated <laughs> skills quickly and retaining them. Uh, he's performed emergency surgery after reading the procedure in a textbook. Uh, wow. And his talent, he says, is learning. Uh, Holt is known as the third smartest man on earth. Uh, he's aided by his T-spheres, which are floating robot- robotic spheres with multiple functions. They can... They have holographic projection, uh, project a laser grid. They record things. They can communicate. They can link with, with and manipulate other electronic devices, uh, from sat- anything from satellites to electronic locks. Uh, and they allow him to fly by bearing his weight and can be used as weapons as well. Uh, they respond to his mental and vocal commands. He once described them as curious, uh, implying that they possess an AI. He is invisible to all forms of electronic detection. This is uh, tied to nanotechnology woven into his specially shaped uh, T mask. So he has like a T that goes across his eyes and down the middle of his face. Uh, It's molecularly bonded to his face and can appear and disappear at will. Uh, Through his mask, Holt can change instantaneously into costume and back again. His mask also protects his face from chemicals. Uh, He is a black belt in six different... Uh, martial arts disciplines and as i said before an olympic gold medalist in the decathlon he is a polymath who is specialized in multiple fields of medicine engineering and science he possesses 14 phds 
uh, including engineering and physics. And he has doctorates and master's degrees in uh, law, psychology, chemistry, and political science and mathematics. He's a self-made multimillionaire with a high-tech firm called Cyberware, which was subsequently sold to Wayne Tech. So Batman owns it. Mm. Uh, Mr. Terrific is one of the three main superheroes with medical training in the DC universe. Uh, He is also a polyglot, uh, meaning he can speak uh, multiple languages that the extent has not been uh, revealed, but he's been shown to speak uh, different ones in uh, different comics, including the languages of Kandak and Biala to fictitious uh, cities or countries in the DC universe. Wow. So they found quite a few ways to get around the fact that he doesn't actually have superpowers by giving him basically superpowers. Yes, they gave him super intellectual (laughs) powers. Yes. And it really is a build off of the original Terry Sloan, you know, he was super intelligent and he developed some kind of plan for the Navy and all this. And they have him, they, they build off of all of that to make Michael Holt more, uh, more, more rounded and more, more, more developed. I mean, not more rounded, but certainly more, more fully developed as far as the extent of his abilities and uh, his technology that he uses and stuff. So. Hmm. So how does he, how does he progress then? Do, do we see much more of him than we did the original? Does he get many storylines? Yes. Like I said, he is in the Justice Society for years. He is uh, hmm. uh, he's their leader at one point. Uh, he develops lots of relationships. He generally plays well with others, but at times doesn't because of his uh, his being an atheist. So he, even despite the fact that there's a character named the Spectre who is supposed to be an emissary from God, the mm. Judeo-Christian God, he still has issues with um, believing in in that sort of thing. Uh, one of the characters in the uh, Justice Society is uh, Dr. Midnight, and this is the third version of Dr. Midnight. So not the Golden Age, not the Bronze Age Beth Chapel, who we see on the Stargirl TV show, but one that came after uh, him. Uh, and his name is escaping me right now, but I know he's from another country and I can't remember his name. I'm sorry about that. It might pop in my head. Uh, he is actually in canon, a Catholic. So they butt heads on religion and that sort of things, but in a friendly ish way um, right. to the point that he actually will like wants to take him to church to show him, you know, there's something real here. It's not just something we've made. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so that's an interesting uh, uh, dynamic with the people on his team. Um, he also had his own eight-issue series at the beginning of the New 52. Uh, he was one of the characters that got uh, a solo series that had never had a series before. But it it was not really well received because there was no sort of context to him. It was just... It just didn't feel like it it came off as well as it could have. I think right. uh, how he was used after that was was much better. Now, realize when they did that, he had been a mainstay of the Justice uh, Society for like 10 years. And like I said, their leader. So he was a main player in the Justice Society comic that had been running since uh, around the time of his introduction. Uh, and... Uh, so with the Justice Society going away, 
in the new 52, they wanted to keep him around. And uh, it's probably important to mention Michael Holt is an African-American character. Um, okay. One of those really good uses of legacy to bring in inclusion. Uh, mm. And he, uh, so they wanted him around, but without having a more, any more context, it didn't make sense. Why is he Mr. Terrific? How does, how does his origin work anymore if there wasn't a golden age Mr. Terrific to be inspired by? Um, which is one of the right. probably reasons some of his initial motivation doesn't really come across real well in that 52 solo series. But it's important to mention because it's out there. And then uh, after that, he shows up in the Terrifics, uh, a comic named after him, obviously, uh, in a uh, another separate uh, DC publishing initiative called The New Age of Heroes. This was a, a, a around the time... It's been like five years now, I think, close to five, at least about five years ago now. Uh, and uh, just after Rebirth, after Rebirth, um, and with this initiative, they actually took the idea of doing Marvel analogs. So you had a bunch of series that were new and launching, and all but one of them was a mar analog to Marvel characters had a character right. called sideways. That was supposed to be Spider-Man damage. That was the Hulk. Uh, the other ones, the terrifics are supposed to be the fantastic four, or at least a riff on a fantastic four type of uh, a team. Um, right. And it was actually the best of those, of those series. Uh, and had the most had the greatest longevity to it lasted for 30 some issues where I don't think anything else lasted past maybe 15 at the most. Oh, wow. um, it, it, it was the best. Uh, and it continued to use the things that made Mr. Terrific uh, unique, his, uh, his feelings about uh, religion and atheism, his inability at times to work, with others not having a real personable uh uh, uh relationships uh on the team you've got classic man who's like a goofball you've got miss metamorpho uh mr terrific of course and uh a uh our current version of phantom girl from the legion of superheroes so they all obviously have some fantastic four uh analogs but it ended up being just a great series. And in that part of the thing, one of the things they do is they go to a, uh, a parallel earth and on this earth, things are reversed instead of his wife dying in the car accident. Hmm. He died in the car accident and his right, okay. wife becomes Ms. Terrific oh, wow. or Mrs. Terrific. Cause they were married. She's Mrs. Terrific. And so he sees he's reunited with his wife in a way. Mm. And there's just a great push and pull between them because he's like, he's falling in love with this other version of her, even though she, he knows it's not the same one, you know, and it's very mm. compelling. And part of that, he has to deal once again with, you know, her, her belief in, in, in a God and his, atheism and it's really quite compelling but the, the the camaraderie they actually build between the team members 
and uh, the development of his character of learning to work with these other characters that are so personality-wise different from him. Uh, it's just a great exploration of character and, and uh, how people relate together as, as friends and colleagues and how, once again, you can work with people and be friends that you aren't exactly maybe most suited for, but mm. finding the importance in each person's each person's character. And, and by the end, uh, you know, I said it was like the Fantastic Four. So it's like a, like a dysfunctional family kind of unit. That's the, the idea they're going for. But by the end, they seem to be a much more functional family unit than, uh, mm. than maintaining that trope for too long. Wow. Certainly sounds like one of those characters they've tried to do a lot of different things with. They've tried to sort of stretch their legs a little bit to see what they can do. I, th I think they want to keep him around. I think he's a a good character. I think he's interesting. I think uh, he could, he would be really interesting, I think, as a inclusion in a movie. He'd be. I think he'd be very different. I think he's unique, not just because of what he does with the gadgetry and stuff, but the whole personal thing with uh, science versus science and math and fact versus religion and faith and belief. Um, there's a lot you could do with that, especially if he's uh, paired with a character who is the opposite. Um, mm. Sort of things like there's a, a lot of stories you can uh, grand ground you can cover with the themes of uh you know seeking and searching and finding one place one's place in the world that could be expanded into other areas and not just his particular story so where does he stand sort of currently is there anything going on currently with him that people can look out for well the at the time of this recording the uh the Justice Society is about to make a comeback uh, in the comics. Oh. So I am anticipating he'll be part of that. Uh, so that's where I would look for him next. Currently, I am not aware of anywhere he is currently published. Um, oh, yes, I am. I know exactly where he is. I just remembered. But he hasn't been had an appearance in a while. He is currently uh, one of the... Uh, uh, supporting characters in the Flash comic, Wally West is actually actually working for his company uh, in the comic. He hired Wally oh, as a employee of the company, and since he knows Wally West is the Flash, Wally gets whatever leeway he needs to suddenly run out of a meeting or or whatever um, to take care of Flash things. So he is he's not uh, in the comic every issue, but he is one of the regular supporting characters. At least he has been. Uh, for a little while but currently the flash is uh dealing with his own mess after this dark crisis on infinite earth thing is going on so and i'm sure he's in that thing too but i decided i would avoid that event <laughs> for event fatigue that has set in over the past you know umpteen years <laughs> mm, fair enough brilliant he sounds like a great character he is i, I really mean, what would... i really like him i really like him a lot and i the terrifics made me really love him. I've always liked him. The terrifics made me love him. Yeah. So if you were to say to people, seek out one thing, it would it be that? 
I would say yes. I would not tell you to seek out the solo series from the new 52, unfortunately. I would say get the terrifics. And it is uh it's probably collected in five trades now. I think five or six trades. I can't remember okay. uh, how many there were. I was buying them uh, you know, individually issues as they mm. were going along. But uh the last uh I think there's five or five or six trades. So I would go with that. Probably the best place to see him. Uh and if you could track down that first appearance from the specter and those issues that explore his origin uh, when he first comes around, those are good too. And, you know, the JSA stuff that over the years he appears in is, is, is good stuff too. So it's, uh, but if you're going to go for one, let's go for the terrifics. Yeah. Brilliant. Sounds good to me. I mean, he sounds like one of those characters is worth seeking out because they, they obviously want to do something with him. So they're trying different things that they wouldn't necessarily do otherwise. And I like it when they do that because it means that they're giving things a go. Yeah, I'll be honest. I think, uh, I think he should be, uh, they should get him in a movie. Um, mm. I think uh, he actually would have been better for black Adam than what they gave us with Hawkman. Some of his, some of the traits that they have, some of the, aspects of the Hawkman character in the movie are uh, Michael Holt traits, the tech, that kind of thing. At one okay. point when he jumps out of the airplane, he's wearing like a leather jacket that looks exactly like Michael Holt's Mr. Terrific jacket. <laughs> oh, um, wow. The actor that they have playing uh, Hawkman is a dead ringer for Michael Holt. A dead ringer for Michael Holt. Huh. So it, it almost, I almost wonder if they just tried to merge two characters uh, to get some of this and some of that. Um, I mean, I only know this from trailers and spoilers. I haven't actually seen the movie, but the, uh, the trailers and spoilers that I have come across uh, lead, led me to those, those ideas. And I would have preferred to see, I think, Michael Holt uh, in the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, Hawkman is so complex and there's so much to him. I don't know that you can do a, do it justice with a, uh, a brief cameo. Not that there's not a lot to Michael Holt too, but I think Michael Holt would have been more unique than anyone than, uh, than Hawkman. I think without doing Hawkman justice, um, you're going to get a lot of people thinking he's some sort of Falcon knockoff, uh, which I've mm -hmm. seen people say, even though if you know the comics, you know, they're, the only thing they have in, in common is that they have a bird motif as their uh, uh, as their uh, costume identity, and everything else is unlikely, unlike, <laughs> completely unlike each other. So, yeah. yeah. But interesting. Yeah, I, I I really I really enjoy uh, the Michael Holt Mister Terrific, and really hope we get him back with the uh, other dimension uh, uh, version of his wife Paula. That would be another. Uh, I'd be all over that in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Fingers crossed. And then everyone who would have listened will be prepared for it because you would have heard this episode and you would have heard Matt talk so wonderfully about him. So it's a public service you're doing, Paul. It really is. Well, I, to be fair, you've done the work. I've just <laughs> pressed the button. So it's a public service you've done. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you so much. That's amazing. Um, yeah, sounds like a fantastic character. Hopefully that has got people wanting to read more. Um, 
And even if it hasn't, hopefully it's just made you have a bit more of an understanding. And, you know, you're happy with that, which is fine. Matt, thank you so much for joining me. You're That's welcome. been amazing. Anytime. Always an absolute pleasure speaking to you. And you, sir. Um, thank you for listening. Wonderful people out there. All of Matt's wonderful things will be in the show notes. Do search them out. You can expect many more wonderful descriptions like you've just had from his podcasts. He speaks about so many wonderful things. Seek him out. You will not be sorry you did so. If you would like to contact the show, you can find us on Twitter at Geekdom Guide. You can find a website at superdummy.co.uk slash geekguide. If you want us to talk about a particular subject or you have any questions or you want us to talk to a person, then send the details in there and we will be happy to have a look. Thank you so much for listening. Matt, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you everyone for being awesome and we will see you next time.